And hello and welcome to the Weatherman Report. I'm the Weatherman here, Burke Myers, here to give you a top 10 of the NBA season so far, underrated players. And first on our list, we're going to go with an all-star, but let's face it, I don't think he gets the love he really deserves, and that's that's Jimmy Buckets, baby, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler averaged 20 points per game this season. His PER was 23.4, and he got the Miami Heat in the top five of the Eastern Conference for the playoffs. And he's just a phenomenal player both ways. All he does is win basketball games, man. Jimmy Butler gets buckets. There's a reason why they call him Jimmy Jimmy G or Jimmy Buckets. I mean, the man just gets buckets, can cover the best player on the opposite team, and all he can do is win you basketball games after going to the Miami Heat. Not very many people thought the Heat were going to be that good this year, and it turned out that him and Bam Abdebayo ended up being pretty studly, if we're going to be honest, as a combination, and one thing that made the Heat so good this year was they didn't care who was scoring the basketball. They just cared about winning basketball games. And that's what you got to love about basketball when you got multiple guys that can score the basketball. That's what team basketball is all about, and that's how you win basketball games. I mean, that's how the Warriors won three championships was playing team basketball. That's how the Spurs have won so many championships in the last 20 years is because of team basketball. And that's what the Heat have done this season. Now going on to the number nine slot is another all-star. But I do not think he gets the love he really deserves. And that's Kyle Lowry of the Toronto Raptors. Now Kyle Lowry is kind of an interesting one. Because he's been an all-star now six times in a row. But I feel like a lot of people kind of just push him in being an all-star. They're like, he doesn't really deserve it. But because the Raptors are usually a really good team in the East, they usually just put him in there. But, hey, they Raptors would not have won a championship this last year if it wasn't for Kyle Lowry. And this season, the Raptors are second in the East. They wouldn't be second in the East if it wasn't for Kyle Lowry and him stepping up play. Almost averaging 20 points per game. And right around eight assists. I mean, Kyle Lowry sh- has shown up this season and showing that it, last year was not a fluke. And we're going to see how well he does play in these upcoming playoffs. Because, I mean, the Toronto Raptors do not have Kawhi Leonard anymore. He's on the Clippers, but they do have a very, very, very well developed Pascal Siakam. He was a first-time All-Star, and he was a starter on the All-Star team. And we're just going to see how these Toronto Raptors show up. Are they going to be the real deal? Or are they going to be kind of like the Toronto Raptors of this last decade, except for last season, where LeBron to LeBron, I mean, yes, LeBron's not in the East anymore. But we saw what happened when the Raptors went up against the LeBron James is of the NBA, or I mean, they just struggled when it came to the playoffs. But we'll see what ends up happening as playoffs will be starting soon on July 30th. 
And then the next spot, the eighth spot, we're going to go with Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings. Now, Bogdan Bogdanovich, he doesn't really come out and flash, like, he doesn't come out flashy with his numbers. But I'll tell you something, the Kings, Sacramento Kings need to keep this guy. I mean, he's averaging right around 15 points per game. And his PER is right around 14. But he's only been in the NBA for three seasons. And he's just developed into such a dynamic scorer. And he just, whenever he's on the floor, it feels like the Kings are have a chance to win a basketball game. And that's what Sacktown needs. They need some life. They need some help for Darren Fox. And Don Bogdanovich is the guy. And now coming on to your seventh spot here. We're going to go with another Toronto Raptor. I know, two guys on one list. Sorry, guys. But Fred Van Vliet. Now, Fred Van Vliet, a.k.a. looking like Drake, Fred Van Vliet. This guy showed up in the playoffs last year and showing that he deserves the money. There's going to be a free agent next year, and we're going to see We're going to see if teams are going to be willing to put up the money, and I bet you they are. I mean, Fred Van Vliet, whose career has only been averaging about 10 points per game, but this last season has been averaging over 17 a game, and his PR is 16. This guy is studly. He comes out big in big moments like he did in the playoffs last year. And all he's been doing is getting better and better every year. So Fred Van Vliet is my, is in my list, obviously. And then we're going to go into, people might think this is a questionable one, but we're going to say Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie, even though he's not going to be returning for the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets for in Orlando, when the game, when the NBA resumes, he did have quite a remarkable season, though. Averaging well over twenty points per game, almost twenty-one, and showed out for the Nets when, Ky- when you know Kyrie was only able to play a few games this season, and showed that the Brooklyn Nets were more than just a team of Kyrie and. Kevin Durant, even though both those players didn't play this season. And I think that, you know what, the Brooklyn Nets lose Spencer Dinwiddie, I think it's going to be hard for them to to keep a, you know, a head-over-heels type approach because I do not think that you can win. They're gonna, that The Nets are going to win with just KD and Kyrie. I think that they need someone else there, a third guy, or just a few good role players in there for them to be successful because let's face it the NBA it's a team sport basketball's a team sport just like a quite pretty much every other sport is and you can't win with just one or two guys you need a full team of help helping hands to get to that top notch spot in the NBA and so Spencer Dinwiddie you know what he's just gotten better and better every single year I mean went from you know, when he when he first came in the NBA, you know, he kind of was a eh, role player. He got injured and 
But coming out of Colorado, you know, not very many people didn't really have high expectations for him. I mean, he was a second round pick. So him being a second round pick and then going in and averaging 20 plus points per game, he's a pretty underrated player. Not very many people talk about Spencer Dinwiddie, and I think he deserves to be talked about. And now we're going to go into the next spot, which is my opinion. I mean, a lot of people talk about him a lot. But we're going to go with Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. Now, Jalen Brown, he's averaging 20.44 points per game. But nobody talks about him, really. People do, but they're kind of like, oh, you know, he's just a really good player for the Celtics. But... This Celt- the Boston Celtics team is scary if you think about it. I mean, they have four guys on their team that can score 20 points every night. They got Jalen Brown, got Kemba, Gordon Hayward, and of course, Jason Tatum. And Jason Tatum, you know, I think that he's taken a lot of credit away from Jalen Brown because of how good Jason Tatum ended up being. But let's face it, Jalen Brown's... Also, just a defensive stopper on these on that Boston Celtics team. Him and Marcus Smart show up and show out every single night on that on both ends of the floor. So Jalen Brown, man, I think that he's just doesn't get as much credit as he, as he deserves. I mean, he just goes out, puts his body on the line, doesn't care who he's guarding. He's just gonna give his all every night. He's got that Russell Westbrook mentality. Of just kind of giving it all every night. And he's showing out and his career is showing it so far as he's, you know, he's been averaging 20.4 points per game and his career has gradually gotten better and better. <coughs> I mean, when as a rookie, you know, a lot of people were kind of pushing, pushing him to be like not a bust maybe as he was only averaging... About a little bit over six points per game. You know, and when you're drafted such a high, you know, position, everyone's expecting you to be so great when you first come to the NBA. And let's face it, you know what? You can't put that much pressure on a rookie, on a first-year guy. You got to let them gradually get better and better. Now, after probably like the fifth or sixth season, they're not playing. Maybe fourth, they're not playing very well. Maybe it's time to let them go somewhere else and go to some new scenery. But we saw what happened with Jason Tatum as second season, averaged 14.5 points per game. Third season, kind of dipped a little bit at 13. But all other stats... We're gradually getting a little bit better. And CB also became a very, very, very well-guarded defender that third season. And then all of a sudden, the fourth season comes around, and all his stats have boosted up. As he's averaging 20.4 points per game, averaging .3 blocks, which is right around, I mean, that... All his blocks have kind of stayed, remained the same, but he averages well over a steal a game, averages over two assists a game, 
and he averages over six rebounds a game. He has shown out to be one of the most underrated player, if not a top five underrated player in the NBA. He's shooting 49% from the field this season, which is also a career best. He is shooting almost 40% from the three-point line this season, which is also a career best. Shooting 38.1%. Not to mention... He's played in every game this season. He started and played in in 50 games this season. And he's come out and just balled out. And so we're seeing how good Jalen Brown really is. And we're going to see the Boston Celtics, what they can do with Players' contracts coming up. I mean, obviously, once Jason Tatum's contract comes up, you got to sign him. They just got Kemba, and they feel like Kemba might be kind of the glue guy on that team because we saw what happened when they kind of got Kemba instead of Kyrie, and now the Celtics are a way better team. The chemistry's there. Obviously, we don't know yet because we haven't seen them play in the playoffs yet. But I personally love Kemba. I think Kemba is a very underrated player, even though he was an all-star. Very underrated, and I think that he's going to show up for these playoffs and going to prove that he's a better fit for that Boston Celtics team than Kyrie was. And now, going off, this is kind of a weird one. And this is more for a defensive end. I mean, his nickname is the Minister of Defense. But Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic. Yes, nobody really talks about him. Nobody really talks about anything about Orlando Magic. Only thing people say about the Orlando Magic is how bad they are and how they might edge the playoffs every year at that eight spot with a below 500 record. But them getting Jonathan Isaac really showed out to be a terrific pickup for the Atlanta Magic. And, you know, he's only averaging 12 points per game. He's averaging about seven rebounds. And he's shooting over 46% from the field. And about 33% from the, from the three-point line. But the thing is, people... He's a, a power forward, small forward. He can play either role. He could even swing into that center role. He's six foot eleven. He's athletic, and he's just a terrific defender. He can be switched on pick and rolls, and stay with guards. He's just going to be a player that I, the Orlando Magic need to figure out a way to keep this guy. I think the Orlando Magic need to start over though, as an organization but they need to keep Jonathan Isaac. If you're going to keep one guy on that Orlando Magic team, you keep him. He's the one guy. He's, I feel like he's the glue guy. It's, not, it's very hard to find quality defenders nowadays in the NBA. Everything's offense. Everything's offensive driven. But Jonathan Isaac proves that he was a defensive guy coming in the NBA. He wasn't this offensive juggernaut. 
which a lot of these other rookies and young guys are. This guy came in with a defensive game, and he's learning how to be a good offensive player. And he's slowly but surely developing that offensive game, and he will soon be one of the best two-way players in the NBA. So, yes, Jonathan Isaac is in my list for underrated players. And next coming up will be, this one is actually also a surprising one. Because this is a guy that I don't know why nobody talks about him. But Bojan Bagdanovich, not not Bogdan, but Bojan Bagdanovich from the Utah Jazz. Oh my goodness, how, how did the Indiana Pacers let this guy go? How? How did they let this man go? This guy is the most underrated player, at least offensively, in the NBA, because nobody talks about this guy. This man put up 20 points per game this season, shooting over 40% from three, and shot right around 45% from the field. Shot 90% from the free throw line. And his PR was almost 16. This man deserves to be paid. And I cannot believe the Indiana Pacers let this man go. Not saying the Indiana Pacers aren't going to be successful. Because, I mean, obviously, you know what? They're a top five team in the East. And they're showing out to be a terrific play, a terrific team. Victor Oladipo, I'm so happy he was able to come back from that injury looking pretty, pretty, you know, back to his old ways. And, you know, he had a terrible quad injury and great to see him back on his feet and back in playing. But losing Bagdanovich, man, I mean, yes, they got Malcolm Brogdon this last offseason and Brogdon turned out to be a, a player that the Milwaukee Bucks, I bet, are slapping themselves, slapping themselves in the face why did we let this guy go? I I don't get why. Because Malcolm Brogdon is a guy that performed so well for them in the playoffs. And my thing, this is the reason why I think Chris Middleton's not underrated. And a lot of people have him, Chris Middleton, in their underrated list on the Milwaukee Bucks. But Chris Middleton's an all-star, yes. Does he get a lot of hate? Not really. You know, I don't think, get why he doesn't get more hate. I mean, he's honestly kind of the reason why the Milwaukee Bucks lost in the playoffs last year to the Toronto Raptors. All Giannis needed was Chris Middleton to shoot just decently. But did he? No. Brogdon played pretty played okay. But they but then they paid Middleton this outrageous contract. They paid him like he's a all NBA player. And I mean, Chris Middleton's a very good offensive player. I mean, he's a terrific offensive player. Okay, defender. But he ain't worth what he's been paid. And the Bucks, as an organization, don't have a lot of money to be spending on the Chris Middletons of the world. They need to be saving up for Giannis once Giannis becomes a free agent because if they lose Giannis, nobody's going to be talking about Milwaukee anymore. I'm sorry. But Giannis is the Milwaukee Bucks. 
And if they lose him, it's going to be tough to come back. As I go on this little tangent, going back to Bohan Bagdanovich, yes, he has made the Utah Jazz such a spark plug of a team. Because last year, they kind of relied really heavily just on Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert on the defensive end. And kind of hoping that Joe Ingles would shoot, hit a few threes a game. And, you know, they just needed that extra guy, I I feel like, in the playoffs last year. They just didn't really have a... Yes, they were up against the Houston Rockets, who were one of the best offensive teams in the NBA last year in the playoffs. But they needed they needed that other guy. Like if Donovan Mitchell's not showing out for a night, you need another player to show out. And Boan Bagdanovich turns out to be that guy. And we're seeing why he's my in my opinion, a top underrated player in the NBA. So now we're gonna go into a personal bias one for me, and it's Danilo Gallinari. Danilo Gallinari, man, I I love this dude, and I'm glad the OKC Thunder picked him up in that Clippers trade with Shea Gill, just Alexander. But I know this kind of bias because I am a Thunder fan. But he's he's top two, no question, no question. He's a number two. Most underrated player. Nobody even puts this guy in like an all-star category or no. nobody talks about this guy. Danilo Gallinari, everywhere he has gone, has been a bucket. This man just puts up, puts in the work on the offensive end. The dude is six foot freaking ten. And he can play the shooting guard, he can play small forward, he can play power forward, and he's the freaking Italian assassin is what this guy is. This guy just puts in buckets. This guy gets buckets. All he does, and that's all he did this season, was get buckets. I mean, he's averaged 16.2 points for his career. Everywhere he has gone, he's put in buckets. He's put in work for teams. And yes, every team keeps paying him, paying him, paying him, and he deserves the money. This guy gets you buckets. Averaging 19.2 points per game, which is tied with Shea Gillis Alexander's highest highest amount of points on the Thunder this season. He needs to be paid, and he is just a bucket getter. Danilo Gallinari needs to stay on the Thunder. Thunder, okay, Oklahoma, figure out a way to pay this man. I don't care how you're going to do it. Pay that man. He's the one guy that they need to keep that they might lose next year. And going on to the number one most underrated player this season. Kind of been underrated for the last three seasons, if we're going to be honest. And we're going to say a shout out to my boy, super kind of fade guy, Cade Roth. As the Portland Trailblazers, C.J. McCollum is my number one most underrated player. C.J. McCollum does not get the love he deserves. Nobody has him as an all-star, and that might be just because he's in the West. The West has just got such stacked in the West. 
at the guard position is just so stacked in the West. And CJ McCollum's a shooting guard that, you know, he's about 6'3". And he averages 22.5 points per game. I mean, without this guy, Portland's just Damian Lillard almost. And, like, a lot of people already, like, think that. Like, it's just, oh, Damian Lillard needs to leave Portland. Like, they don't have anybody else but Damian Lillard. I mean, I look at people like, does nobody know who CJ McCollum is? I mean, CJ McCollum's a bucket. This man is a bucket. This guy is wet like water, hitting it from anywhere. Shooting 45% from the field. Shooting almost 40% from the three-point line. CJ McCollum is a bucket. He has always been a bucket. He even shows out in the playoffs. And yes, is Damian Lillard a bucket? Yes. Is he one of the top three best point guards in the NBA? I think so. But Damian Lillard shows out in the first round of the playoffs. But then we see what kind of happens in the second round. Eh, Damian Lillard, I don't know what happens in that second round. But he turns into kind of like a, you know, I'm going to kind of let CJ McCollum take over. I mean, we saw what happened against Houston. We saw what happened against the Warriors at Golden State. Like, it, I don't, it's just hard to watch Damian Lillard sometimes, man. Like, when it comes to the playoffs, the first round, he's dominant. But then, like, you know, second, third round, he's kind of, his percentages start going down. He starts taking really bad shots, terrible turnovers. And the only guy that really shows out every single playoff round, CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum is a guy you can rely on to get you buckets every single night. And that's why CJ McCollum, I think, is my number one most underrated player. Because this guy just gets you buckets. Gets you buckets every year he's been playing in the NBA. And do I think Portland needs another weapon or make a move to push themselves above everybody? Yes. Do I, do I think that they're good enough to win right now? Well, obviously not. They're not even in the playoffs right now. But, you know, you got Damian Lillard, who's already a great focal point piece to start a team. CJ McCollum, you can win with these two guys, in my opinion. I just think the Portland Trailblazers need to figure out a way to get a third guy or a fight. They... They need a guy that they can step up on, like that could step up, and that's why I personally think that they need to make a trade for Kevin Love. Kevin Love's been wanting to go to Portland to play in his hometown, and he would be a terrific add-on to get for the Portland Trailblazers. A guy that's just a, ter- a wonderful and just out of this world rebounder, and Kevin Love. Not to mention he's a three-point shooter and a guy that could score inside and out. Kevin Love is a guy that the Portland Trailblazers need to figure out a way to get in this this offseason from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And this is contract outrageous, yes. But you need to figure out something because I don't think Portland 
will make the playoffs this year, and it's going to be hard because that team is so good, but they were so up and down this season, and that's not because of C.J. McCollum. That's definitely because of just all the injuries that happened. and I mean, Damian Lillard was injured for about two weeks this season. McCollum stepped up, but... You know, when you're the only guy on your team, it's pretty hard to win basketball games. So, that's it. That's my top 10 most underrated players from this NBA season. And, you know, where is there an order to this? Not really. It was kind of just the 10, 10 players I thought were underrated. I think the top two were the only ones I had as my top two because I don't think they get the love they deserve. But once again... Thank you for joining me on this podcast, The Weatherman Report. I'm going to be sending out podcasts Monday through Friday from now on, starting Monday. It's going to be Monday through Friday. Hit me up on my socials on Instagram, Burke underscore Myers, and The Weatherman Report in Instagram. Send me some DMs of things you want me to talk about, answer some questions, and, you know, if you want to get to know me better, just hit me up on my socials, and I am, once again, I am the weatherman with the weatherman report, and I am signing off. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful night.